Welcome back to Alta4.co's podcast. We are ending your programming and hopefully you will uh, take the same steps too. So what are we talking about today? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to take a risk today. Um, a little bit about feelings. So, you know, as you know from my last podcast, stuff has been going on and it hasn't been easy. So uh, I thought I would talk about music and uh, memories and feelings and, and all that stuff and how they relate today. So with that, let's get into it. All right. So uh, some history. <clears throat> As a growing up, we, I grew up out in the country, which um, limited access to people and services. So a lot of my friends, you know, had cable, including my wife. And they were into, you know, watching MTV and the things that, that kids were of that of that era were into. I guess it'd be today like not having a phone and being a youth. Um, but we did have the radio. So I, I can remember, um, you know, spending all day Saturday listening to Rick Dees and Casey Kasem and sort of searching around on, on the dial for those uh, you know, those top 40 countdown kind of shows that, that they used to have. And, uh, you know, another nice thing is we could have the radio on while uh, I vividly remember spending hours um, shooting hoops with the radio on or doing chores like cleaning the house and in and, and yard work. You know, we didn't have a lot of headphones or anything back then either, but but we could have the radio on. So I would set the radio on the ledge of the window and open the window and play it out, you know, play it outside while we were, um, weeding or, or whatever we were doing. So that, you know, sort of left led to a, what I would call a love of audio. Um, and that's, I think today why, you know, I, I like to listen to podcasts. I, I haven't been a real active radio listener in a long time for music, because uh, music doesn't appeal to me, quite frankly, in today's day and age. But um, I have iHeartRadio on my computer, and oftentimes I will start my day with iHeartRadio, um, a, a local radio station that plays uh, 80s and 90s grunge and, and you know that genre of era, uh, genre of music. Uh, growing up, um, <clears throat> my parents also listened to the radio. And so, you know, if we weren't uh, doing our own thing and they didn't have their and they or they would have the radio on and control of it. So they like to listen to oldies, what what we called oldies back then, which was 50s bebop and doo-wop, 60s and 70s. Um you know, radio stations formatting evolve over time. And I, I think that, you know, their, their listener base changes and, and with that, so does the music. So, uh, you know, I suppose you could find that kind of music, but I really haven't heard it just scanning through the dial. Um, but anyway, they would, uh, they would have, you know, that kind of music on and, the truth is, is I didn't really appreciate it nor like it at the time. I think, you know, today I've come to even understand the more folk music and, 
and maybe it's just one of those things that's burned into your memory but um anyway you know i'll hear i'll hear songs like gordon lightfoot or jim croce or uh guys like that 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 sang you know in that 70s folk era that i actually like now um so anyway what i'm trying to get across is that uh, audio was a big part of my growing up in recent history referencing back to my previous job um you know i i was struggling there mentally and emotionally uh one thing that i used to do was I would come in on Fridays and I always came into work early anyway, but, um, my office was isolated from the rest of the, the building. And so I would just come in on Fridays and turn on the music, sometimes pretty loud when no one was there. And as people started showing up, um, I would turn it down, of course, uh, to, to an audible level for me, but I might even let it play all day long and, um, I'll talk about songs cause I'm going to present a, a playlist that I put together for this podcast a little bit later, but there were certain songs that I played every week. Um, again, I'll talk, I'll talk about them later. Um, what else did I do? So, so part of what I did with engaging my team was uh, I would put together what's called a Friday playlist and um i would leave it open so that everybody can could contribute but what would happen is um i would pick songs that i thought sort of fit the mood of the week or events of the week or you know something that funny or kitschy that that happened during the week and then i would let the playlist open until Friday at noon and then we would close it off and play it all together you know so it didn't usually wasn't usually that long it was probably typically five or six songs but um, anyway it was just something to do with for team building Um, so recently the not last Friday but the Friday before all of a sudden I had a really strong urge to play some of those songs again that are in my playlist and some of them are, you know, pretty dark, pretty angry, pretty um, anti-establishment. So uh, it's strange. I mean, I, I'm not going to deny that I like the songs, but the truth is, is you know, I don't bathe in listening to them day after day, and I haven't really streamed them in a long time. So, so I think you know what I'm connecting is is my emotion of my physical situation to um, the emotion that I had in the past and using music to sort of address that. So I was going to talk about, diverge a little bit about art and emotion. I mean, I didn't do a ton of research on this, so um, I'm just using what I, what I think I know at least. You know, there, there are artists that, that have their periods like for example Picasso had a period called the blue period the Beatles had a period or several periods Hemingway and Elvis they all had sort of phases in their interest in what they um, put together and what I'm not trying to say is 
me putting together is is some sort of art. But if you go back to uh, podcast one where I talked about the toolbox fallacy and you actually watch that video, what he says is, you know, the composition is mostly not mine, but the but the assembly is, right? So in that video, he's saying, I always wanted to be a videographer, but I had all these issues preventing me from, from doing it in my head. And really what I just needed to do was, was do it. Um, and so he takes, you know, clips of certain things and then narrates over it. And that becomes his, his work. Um, so, so this isn't, you know, art per se, but it's definitely an expression of my emotion. And I'm going to talk a little bit later about, you know, what, what it all boils down to here. Okay, so <clears throat> these are a, a list of songs that um, are in my playlist, and you will be able to see that. I'll put the link with the notes on the podcast to get to it if, if you're not familiar with some of the songs so that you can hear them. But what what is, um, I think, telling is these are the songs that most often got played on my Friday morning, turn up the music, you know, I'm, I'm unhappy at work or I'm unhappy to be here. And then these are the songs that all of a sudden, Ooh, I have an urge to play a couple of these songs last Friday. So <clears throat> let me just read through them real quickly. And, uh, then we'll talk about them a little bit more. All right. So number one, I have white liar from Miranda Lambert. Number two, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. Number three, Down with the Sickness, Disturbed. Number four, The Kids Aren't Alright, The Offspring. Number five, Lose Yourself, Eminem. Number six, A Country Boy Can Survive, Hank Williams Jr. Number seven, Simple Man by Leonard Skinnerd. Number eight, Without Me, Eminem. Number nine, Still DRE, Dr. Dre. Number 10, Sweet Child of Mine. Number 11, Long Black Train, Josh Turner. Uh, number 12, Welcome to the Future, Brad Paisley. Number 13, All Kinds of Kinds, Miranda Lambert. And number 14, Secret of Life, James Taylor. So I don't, I didn't have a when I assembled, uh, let me take a step back here. When I assembled this playlist, you know, there wasn't a specific order necessarily that all these things played in. Um, however, YouTube with its, um, algorithms, you know, sort of picked up on it. And so a lot of times when I got busy working, you know, it would just play by itself. And, um, but what I wanted to say about the playlist was you'll notice that there's a kind of an order of things, right? There's the anger, then there's the melancholy, and then there's the sort of the resolution of things. You know, and I say like Long Black Train, for instance, great song by Josh Turner, where he's talking about people dealing with their 
struggling with their issues and essentially giving it to God and, and don't letting, don't let that take you down. Right. And that transitions into welcome to the future by Brad Paisley, not one of his better known songs, but, um, probably my absolute favorite from him because it's about hope and then all kinds of kinds, you know, the world is full of all kinds of people. And then secret of life is really, um, feel good, right? It's how do you know the secret of life? So if you listen to the playlist, you can, you know, you can hear all those songs and you can skip through it if you want to, or don't listen at all if you know them all. But, uh, my point is that those were the songs that most frequently appeared on Friday. There are a few others that I didn't actually get in the list, the playlist either, but I think you get the point of things. So, um, the other thing I wanted to say about my playlist was, you know, those were the most frequent songs. So those were typically played, but then oftentimes, you know, my path would diverge. Sometimes it would go into, it would stay dark with bands more like Metallica and Rob Zombie. Sometimes it would go into mid nineties hip hop that, you know, sort of reminded me of better times being in college and so forth. Sometimes I stayed melancholy with, with more Gordon Lightfoot, Kenny Rogers, Dixie Chicks. Sometimes I went humorous with more Brad Paisley or Alan Jackson, Zach Brown Band, Kid Rock, etc. And sometimes I stayed with classic rock too, like CCR, Leonard Skinner, The Who, Boston Sticks. You know, those are probably my sweet spot in, in terms of um, who I like to listen to. And so, um, anyway, it just... It just um, depended on what the day went. It depended on whether I was paying attention or not, you know, and whether the YouTube algorithm would just go wild and pick its own songs, um, you know. And for the most part, you know, like Pandora or whatever, you know, it did a pretty good job of, um, you know, sort of matching where we where we started, especially if you diverge one or two songs, you know, into it. So, um, you know, maybe YouTube is not the best medium to really do this kind of thing. But what I like about it is that, one, you can oftentimes find um, different versions of the song. You know, there can be um, live versions and remastered versions and album versions and explicit versus radio and other people doing covers. Um, if you want to create your own playlist, you know, it can be public or private. So you can pick the songs you want and uh, just have it private and then have it play. Um, I uh, Acknowledging YouTube, you know, you do have to deal with the... Um, with the commercials and I've played a little bit around with YouTube music. I mean, I'm not gonna, there's so many options that, you know, I'm not going to sign up for an exclusive service because mostly I spend most of my time listening to, um, podcasts, quite frankly, which are 
almost always free. But, um, you know, when I do want to listen to music, there are a lot of options. Like I talked about iHeartRadio. I, I use that um, in the mornings a lot of times. And I don't, I use it in guest mode because I don't want to um, have a bunch of extra data around about me. But it, from what I understand anyway, it, it allows you to create an account. And then when you say, hey, I like this song, you end up building a library of music that you're interested in and i believe it's all free um it's free to create an account so you know you can create your own playlist that way as well so where where is all this going how does this end your programming um i guess i want to acknowledge that you know playing angry music probably doesn't solve any of the problems um what it did for me anyway was made me transition um from sort of being angry to coping um as i said i would often just let it play in the background and um you know it would do its own thing for the most part and then you know by the end of the day of course being friday into the week well then work's done and you can come home so what I wanted to say was that um, this is a, a mechanism for me to sort of address my feelings and um, feel better about it, ultimately. So really, you know, maybe music isn't your thing, but, you know, maybe there are things that that you are interested in or, or that help you in these kind of situations. Like my uncle, for instance he used to paint in the mornings. Um, you know, there are things that we do that, you know, just help us have some time to address the, the problems and, and get into a better mind state. Um, and that's really what I'm trying to say with, you know, the playlist and the music is I just, you know, I want something that sort of helps me, uh, give me the time to, express you know my unhappiness with where i'm at and then transition into a better state and i hope that's what comes across with this podcast and and uh, ending your programming here so i encourage you to um, look for those things and find those things to to handle difficult times in a constructive fashion you know, for me, it's, this is one of the things that I can sort of have on in the background and, and help me transition to better times, but maybe there are other things for you. So with that, this is Alta4.co saying, end your programming and do things that matter.